0: Before we begin to read Latin text, I want to cover a few more elements of the language, namely participles, imperatives, subjunctives, and pronouns. Let's begin with participles, which are related to adjectives, which we just covered. Participles are, by definition, verbal adjectives and Latin has four participles, which I've put on the board over here. Present active, perfect passive, future active, and future passive. Let me explain how these participles are formed. Essentially, what you do to create a participle is to create an adjective out of the verb. So, for example, in English, the, the, the following sentence would contain a participle. The devastated city was burning. Devastated is an adjective that has been created out of the verb to devastate, and we created it by adding an ed to the form. Here would be another participle. The conquering general was riding across the plain. Conquering. a participle. It's created from the verb to conquer and it describes the general who was riding across the plane. We formed that participle by adding ing to the form. Well, in Latin, you essentially do that with the verbs. You create adjectives out of the verb forms. The present active participle is formed from the present stem of the verb. Remember, the present stem is the second principal part minus the RE. You drop the RE off the infinitive and there you've got the verb stem, the present stem. You begin with the present stem and then you add ns, nntis, nnti, ntem nnti. You essentially create a third declension adjective out of that verb remember the endings for the third declension Is, e, m, a, ace, um ibus ace, ibus. you add those third declension endings to the present stem and that creates the present active participle for example for our verb parro i prepare remember the principal parts parro parare parawi paratum The present stem would be para, p-a-r-a. If you add n-s to that stem, you have parans, that's the present participle, the one preparing. Or for the second conjugation verb, moneo monere, the stem is mone, add n-s, and you have monens, the one warning. And then that form, that participle form declines just like a third declension adjective. So, the present active participle is a very frequent one in the Latin language. The perfect passive participle, you already know, that is the fourth principal part. The fourth principal part of the verb, and to that part you simply add first and second declension endings to create the participle system you're creating an adjective out of that verb. So for the verb paro, parare, parawi, paratum, the fourth principal part is paratum. That would decline as a first and second declension adjective, paratus aum. That is the perfect passive participle. It translates as prepared. And that would be your adjectival form. Remember, As a reminder, the first declension adjective, or first declension endings, a, i, i, am, a i arm is, as, is. Second declension endings, us, i, o, um, o, i, orm, is, os, is. Second declension neuter, um, i, o, um, o, a, orm, is, a, is. So the perfect passive participle is fairly straightforward in its formation, especially for anyone who knows the principal parts of the verb. The future active participle is also formed off the fourth principal part, paratum or manitum. You drop the ending off the fourth principal part, add you are, and then add first and second declension endings and that creates the future active participle. The key to identifying it is this you are. I always remember the future active participle by the, the old uh, slogan that the gladiators in the arena recited just before they began their combat. Mori turri te salutamus Caesar. We who are about to die salute you Caesar. I had a professor in college who used to Recite that right before he would hand out midterm exams and final exams. He said, The looks on your faces reminds me of what the gladiators used to say. But moriturri, that's a future active participle. We who are about to die. The future active idea is found right there in that you are form. So an example from, from Porro, the future active participle would be. Paraturus, aum. The one who is about to prepare. Future active. The future passive participle is formed off the present stem of the verb, just like the present active. So two participles are formed off the present stem, two are formed off the fourth principal part. To the present stem, you add nd. And then you add first and second declension endings. A future passive participle would be agenda, agenda. I always think of the, the word agenda. What is an agenda? Things to be done. The to be done idea is the future passive idea. It's going to happen in the future and it's passive. It's not active. ND is the indication of a future passive participle. So, for our verb paro, parare, the stem is para plus nd plus first and second declension adjectival endings. Parandus, the one to be prepared or that which is to be prepared. Okay, that's a brief introduction to participles. Now, let me briefly explain the formation of imperatives. Imperatives are commands. How do you speak commands in Latin? How do you give commands? There are are two forms of the imperative in Latin, the singular and the plural. And I've identified them here by conjugation, first conjugation, second conjugation, third, third io, and fourth. The singular imperative is formed simply by lengthening the vowel from the verb stem. So, remember paro, parare, the infinitive is parare, drop the re, you've got the stem. You lengthen that vowel, para, and you've got the singular imperative, prepare, para. The plural, you add te to that same stem. Parate. That means you're commanding more than one person. Parate. Second conjugation is the same. Mone. Warn. You're speaking to one person. Monete. Warn. Everyone. You're speaking to a plural number of people. Gaudete. Rejoice. It's a plural imperative. So you add the TE to the stem to form the plural imperative. For the third conjugation, as always, the third is the tricky one, slightly tricky. Normally, what you do to form an imperative singular from a third conjugation verb is you add an E to the stem. So for the verb, scribo, scribere, third conjugation, scribe means write. Scribo means to write. Uh, another example of a third conjugation: mito, mitere, to send. Mitte, with an E. Send, that's a command. Credo, credere, to believe. Crede, believe, a, com- a singular command. However, there are four important exceptions to the formation of singular imperatives in. The third conjugation, and these four Im- exceptions are the verbs dico, duco, ferro, and facio. And a good way to remember these is the following ditty Deek, duke, fac, and fair are missing the e's that should be there. A professor from the University of Iowa taught me that, and it has helped me enormously. Dic, duke, fac, and fair are missing the E's that should be there. There should be an E here to form the imperative, but there isn't for these four very common and important Latin verbs. Dico, I say. Dujo, I lead. Facio, I do or make. And ferro, I bear or carry or bring. They have no E here, but all other third conjugation verbs do for the singular imperative. The plural imperative is formed by adding ite to that stem. Duki te. You guys lead someone. You're commanding a plural number. Duki te. Third conjugation io. Kape. You add an e, which is kind of the rule. That we want to follow, and capite, capture. That's the command form of capture, a capio, I capture. And fourth conjugation has a standard formation. You drop the RE off the infinitive. Audi, listen, and audite, you guys listen. Those are imperatives. Now let me introduce briefly the subjunctive mood in Latin. I will only introduce the present active subjunctive. There are other subjunctives as well, but I would at least like to introduce you to the formation of the present active subjunctive. Remember the subjunctive tense in Latin is the tense of potentiality, of command, of purpose, or result. It is normally translated with the assistance of helping verbs such as would, might, should, may. And the way the subjunctive is formed is by changing the vowel to the verb stem. I learned this helping device, learning device, which has saved me an enormous amount of headache in the Latin language and this is divided up according to conjugation of verb. So first conjugation, second conjugation, third, and then third io and fourth go together. The the device is namely the the sentence, we beat all liars. And this little sentence identifies the subjunctive vowel changes that take place In the formation of the present active subjunctive we beat all liars so for the first conjugation we want the vowel e in the present active subjunctive we remember our verb is paro parare and the third singular present active indicative of paro is parat. He prepares. The subjunctive would be paret. Let him prepare. The subjunctive introduces this idea of command, of uncertainty, of might or would. So let him prepare. For the second conjugation, moneo, monere, or video, videere. We want the vowels ea, we beat, so remember the third singular present active indicative of moneo, monet, he warns. The present active subjunctive is moneat, let him warn. This introduces again the idea of a command or of potentiality, moneat. Third conjugation, in the present active indicative of duco, if you remember, is kit. he leads. The present active subjunctive of duco is dukat, let him lead. And for fourth conjugation and third io verbs, we want the vowels ia, liars. We beat all liars. So for capio, capere, remember the third singular present active indicative? Capit, he captures. The present active subjunctive is capiat, let him capture. And for audio, audire, fourth conjugation, the third singular present active indicative is audit, he hears. The present active subjunctive third singular is audiat. Let him hear. So I have rules like this; these these learning devices, many of which I learned in my uh, PhD studies. I have these written on the inside cover of my dictionary, my Latin dictionary, and I have found them extremely valuable in assisting me in being able to read and understand Latin. So please remember these. These are the tricks of the trade. I want to make a transition to some pronouns and demonstrative adjectives. These I will simply teach off of charts that will be found in any standard Latin text, Latin grammar book. And I I consider these quite important For us in order to be able to make a beginning of of reading Latin, first I'd like to introduce relative pronouns. The basic relative pronoun in Latin is qui, qui, quod, who, what, which. If you look at a chart that introduces relative pronouns, you will find that these are declined, just like adjectives just like nouns. There are different ways to memorize the system of declension, but there are masculine, feminine, and neuter forms. Qui qui, quod, that's the vocabulary entry. That's what you'll find when you look the word up in the dictionary. Those three forms are masculine, feminine, neuter, nominative, singular. Quod is the neuter form of the relative pronoun. It declines. Quod, cuius, cui, quod, quo, quae quorum, quibus, qui quibus. The tran- let me give the translation of these relative pronouns. Remember we're following this paradigm nominative, genitive, dative, accusative, ablative in the singular and the plural. So for the masculine form qui, that would be who, cuius, of whom, cui, to whom, quem whom as direct object, quo by with or from whom. And then for the plural qui who in the plural as subject, quorum of whom, quibus to or for whom, quos whom as direct object in the plural and quibus to, by, with, or from, whom. Let me briefly run through the demonstrative pronouns, hick, hike, hoke, this or that, hick, this. And these demonstrative pronouns can also be translated as pronouns, he, she, it. The declension is hick, huis, hwick, hunk, hoke, he, horm, his, host, his in the masculine. So that translates he or this one, of this one, to or for this one, this one as direct object, by, with, or from this one. And then hike is the feminine and the neuter is hock. And that declension has to be memorized and finally, the personal pronouns, ego, I, declines as follows, ego, me, mihi me, me, and then in the plural, nos, nostrum, nostri, nobis, nos, nobis, that is I, of me, to me, me, by, with, or from me, and in the plural, nos is we, nostrum, nostri, of us nobis to or for us nos us as direct object nobis by with or from us and then for the second second person pronoun you the declension is tu tui, tibi, te te and then in the plural vos west from westri wobis vos wobis these declensions need to be memorized But with this foundation now, I think we are ready to begin reading Latin text. We hope you enjoyed listening to Catholic Thinkers. Please visit us at catholicthinkers.org forward slash donate to help us keep this content free.